You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I love holiness is the title of this devotion. Holiness, you know, the Bible talks about the beauty of holiness. In other words, holiness is, is incomprehensible beauty, splendor, majesty, excellence, uh, virtue. There is not enough words to truly describe the holiness of God because God is holy. That's the essence of his character and his love in manifestation is His holiness. It is so overwhelmingly glorious that the seraphims in heaven cannot cease to cry holy, 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 because it is just absolute wonder and majesty and splendor. And, and there is something about this that when the human nature, listen closely, there's something about the holiness that when the human nature does not partake of it, it becomes blinded and ignorant and dim. And the sparkle and the beauty and the excellence isn't there. And Jeremiah, no, excuse me, Isaiah, he rebukes Israel, who was creating sparks, is what he uses the word sparks, to have some kind of sense of significance and value and worth, and yet the glory for which they were predestined to be witnesses, they had given up the beauty of God's holiness. And I pray today that we may just, again by the Holy Spirit, get a grasp of that glorious holiness to which we were predestined before heaven and earth was made to partake of the divine heavenly nature of our loving Father because we were predestined to be like Him. Let us make man in our image. So let me read you here from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15. But he, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. I mean, that is just <laughs> overwhelming when I read this because it's such a forceful invitation that you would really have to be quite hardened of heart to not respond. You have to be, you know, people that go in the armed forces go through boot camp as they would call it. And a sergeant major will tell them, stand straight, lift your chin, put your hands to your side. You know, put your chest out. And, and people, and it comes with such force, the demand of that sergeant major that, that people are called into a posture that shows respect, that shows submission, that shows response. And God, who is holy, 
looks at you and me and says, be holy, for I'm holy, and looks to you and me to come to him with a posture in our conduct, in our daily way of living that shows a heart that honors and glorifies and praises him. And so I want to talk to you about this today. And, and there's this scripture in Isaiah 57, verse 15, that, that really blesses me. And I'll read it to you from the Amplified Translation. For thus says the high and lofty one, he who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also who is of a thoroughly penitent and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the thoroughly penitent one bruised with sorrow for sin. So when the heavenly father comes to you and me today through this devotion by his Holy Spirit, as I feel his presence so strong, and he says to you and me, be holy in all your conduct, for I am holy. Perhaps you feel, oh my goodness, I don't know exactly how to do this. I don't know how to have such a posture. I don't know how to have such a mannerism. I don't know how to have such a lifestyle. I don't know how to have such a behavior. But as you come before the Lord and humble your heart, and weep before him and say, Lord, you've called me to be holy. You've called me to be holy. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Oh, I love this scripture. I pray it so often, but I'll read it to you. I, I, I pray this perhaps at least 10 times a day, if not more. Just as he who chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Without blame, without blame, blameless. Oh, I love that word, blameless. I love to be blameless before my father. Many may have their questions and thoughts about Robert Mosbach as they may have known me after the flesh. And in that sense, I'm no better than any person and have had my share of shortcomings, but I'm washed in the blood. I'm forgiven and I'm cleansed. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm well-pleasing, holy, and without blame before him in his love. Say it, holy, and without blame before him in love. Say it again, holy, and without blame before him in love. I live in that in my prayers. I said, Father, because of Jesus, you have made me holy and without blame before your love. I, I, I did not have that faith years ago. No, my conscience would give me a hard time. And I didn't have that faith that I was holy and without blame before my love because I saw myself after my own nature, not as my Father sees me in Christ holy and without blame before him in his love. And the Lord came to Abraham when he was 99 years old, which gives me hope. <laughs> it gives me hope. I used to pray, Lord, you gave 
David 30 years. You gave Joseph 30 years to get ready. David became king when he was 30. Joseph became the prince of Egypt when he was 30. But then when I passed 30 and still felt I was falling short in so many ways, I said, Lord, you gave Moses 80 years. <laughs> 80 years. And now I look at Abraham and the Lord gave him 99 years. So don't give up on yourself if you're not there yet. When he was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty, El Shaddai, all sufficient, capable, capable of being all you need. Walk before me and be blameless. Walk before me, live every day and be blameless. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's it going? Do you feel blameless before the Father? Does that have any calling upon your life? Does that have any incentive within your devotion, dedication, within your zeal? Oh, the Heavenly Father would put that so in your heart, so in your heart. David, according to Luther, Psalm 119 was written by David, which is good enough for me. Some think it was Amos or, or, or Ezra or whatever. But okay, I'll go with David. But it starts in verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Psalm 119 verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. That word undefiled, blessed are the undefiled, is the word blameless. Blessed are the blameless in the way, undefiled. Blameless, undefiled. Come on. You know, it says in the book of Revelations where Jesus writes to the church of Sardis and he says, there are among you, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments and they shall be worthy and walk with me in white. In other words, their outward life is blameless because of their inward devotion. Outward is the garment, inward is the devotion. Their outward life, what people can see in their body, in their attitudes, in their way of thinking, talking, is blameless because of their inward devotion to me. I've been able to keep them from being defiled. Jesus is able to keep you. I'm going to talk about this some more later this week. He's able to keep you. And I plead with you in the name of the Lord Jesus, let the Spirit of the Lord put this word in you today that you begin to love holiness. You begin to perceive it, desire it, and seek it that you say, Father, Father, I long to be holy. I long to be holy. Give unto the Lord, Psalm 29, verse 1, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Give God what he deserves. He deserves from you and me to walk a blameless path. David says in Psalm 101, Oh, how I long to walk a blameless path, especially my own home, Lord, where I need your help. 
Psalm 101, verse 2 in the Living Bible says it that way. In the New King James, also beautiful how he says it, uh, you know, I, 101, verse 2. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will walk within my house with a heart that's unadulterated, but wholly devoted to you, Father. That's part of what the nature of holiness works within you. It works within you that you want to be wholehearted and sincere, upright. It's what He works in you through the knowledge of His holiness, that you want to walk well-pleasing to Him, that you cannot bear to do anything that would grieve Him or sadden Him or vex Him, that you want to live by His Spirit continuously in the knowledge of His love for you and His joy in you and satisfaction so you could share that with those around you. The voice of the Lord is crying out to you and me that we should be holy. Okay, so go with me for a moment to Isaiah 6. And here Isaiah is in the temple praying. And it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. In other words, the outraying of what came out of him filled the whole temple. He calls it rope, but the rope is just what you see on the outside coming from the inside. And above it, above the throne, stood seraphim, each one having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, the seraphim. So he had wings to cover his face, the seraphim's face. He had wings with whom he flew, and wings that covered his feet. That all has certain representations of the divinity of God. It says, And one cried to another, and said, Holy, 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 the Trice Holy, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Holy, 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 is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. I do really believe that the Lord is bringing this back to His church throughout the earth, that the message of holiness will again overshadow some of the distracting voices that are wanting us to constantly focus on what's happening in the world instead of in the kingdom of heaven. We're not of this world. We've been taken out of the dominion of the darkness in this world and now brought in the dominion of the kingdom of the Father's love through His Son. And there are voices that want you to be distracted by all the things happening in the world. But there's a voice crying from above that we should look to Him. And here he hears this holy voice crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And Isaiah, look what happened to him. It says the, the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried, and the house was filled with the smoke of God's holiness. And he said, Woe, woe is me, for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Woe is me. Woe is me, oh my goodness. What, what is he saying? I feel like a stranger. I feel like a stranger. I feel I don't belong in this holiness. 
Come on, folks. Don't get caught up with the voices that entice your intellect and entice your curiosity and entice your, your fascinations, almost like science fiction that is portrayed like some voice of prophecy or whatever. Don't get caught up with these things. There's a voice crying from above, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And we ought not to be strangers to it. We ought to be members of that very voice. We ought to be the ones carrying that voice. Holy, holy, don't look at the things of the world. Look at the kingdom of heaven where he is seated on, seated on the throne and reigns forever and ever. And here Isaiah, he says, Lord, I'm like a stranger. I, I, I am as unclean as all the other people. I know sometimes as Christians, we, we really think We've come quite a long ways and we're doing okay, but we've gotten caught up with all these other voices and gotten distracted and lost sight of the true voice of heaven. And we're no longer having that voice crying holy. No, we're having other messages. And the worst thing is to, to have the combination because then people get deceived. No, we need to have a true voice. Holy, holy is the Lord. Focus on the Lord. Look to the Lord. Hear Him. My sheep will hear my voice. And here, Isaiah feels like a stranger. And immediately, it says there, one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand the live coal, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it, and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. You see what the Lord really is after, that we, when we don't feel and know that holiness anymore, we don't live in the joy and the glory and the splendor and the beauty of it anymore, that He could come and touch us afresh and anew with it and revive us again in the knowledge of His holiness. Because look what it says here, and also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. What happened at this moment in Isaiah's life is actually phenomenal. Jesus refers to it in John chapter 12, and I'm gonna close there. John chapter 12. I'm talking about a love Holiness, okay? That's what I'm talking about. But although, verse 37 of John 12, he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn and I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke to him. So when Isaiah got a revelation, of God's holiness in himself, when that holiness touched him, when that holiness took away the shame of his fallen nature, when that holiness said, here I am, Lord, I want to represent this holiness. I want to share the voice of this holiness. Holy, 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 I want to share this voice. What is it that he 
What is it that he got the revelation of? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed the report of the Lord? Or let me put this in more contemporary language for you and me. When Isaiah saw the glory of his holiness, he said, Lord, who would believe me if I tell them of this life? Even if I do miracles, they will not believe. What Isaiah saw is Jesus in his holiness, in his oneness with the Father. The very message Israel had had from the beginning. Right as they came out of Egypt, God began to unveil his holiness. In the book of Genesis, there's only one mention in those, uh, what is it, 50 chapters? There's only one mention of holiness, and it's right in the beginning when the Lord rested on the seventh day and declared it holy. Wherever he is able to come and dwell in that which is good, he makes holy. Where God dwells becomes holy because only God is holy. And God declared that seventh day holy because he dwelt in what he had done. What he had done was good and he dwelled in it and it became holy. And friends, then we don't hear about holiness again until the book of Exodus. So many, many, many years later, when God began to unveil his holiness, where he says to Moses, Moses, take the shoes off your feet because the place where you stand is holy. And Moses did not dare look to God at that moment. Later on, he did, when he saw his redemption, when he came out through the blood of the lamb, he was no longer afraid of God and His holiness. He was no longer stranger to it, but became a partner of it, just like Isaiah. And his face began to emanate that holiness. What am I trying to say to you today? What's the voice of your heart crying out? What do you really love? Are you still enticed? But there's so many distracting voices and many entertaining things. Or has the Lord become more glorious to you than anything? And you with David can say in Psalm 73, Lord, who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire no one on earth but you. Where you, like Isaiah, said, Lord, I want to represent this holiness. I want to have the voice of it. And the Lord said to him, but Isaiah, when you begin to share this life you see I have in the Father, even if you do miracles, they will not believe it. And here Jesus came to represent the Father in all that he is, says, and does. And he did great miracles, and yet they did not receive him. You must never, never underestimate what a great grace and salvation it is that you now have Jesus in your heart. And I want to plead with you, begin to love holiness more than ever before and carry the voice of holiness in all that you are, say, and do on a day-to-day -day basis so that all may come and see and know the Lord. And I guarantee miracles will come too. Amen. Have a good day.